Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. want to bow down your head and say, Lord, speak to me today. Speak to me. Speak to me today, Lord, and let me hear your voice. That lovely voice, Lord, that gives me direction. The lovely voice that calms my fears. The lovely voice that shows me the way out of various things. May I hear that voice today. Pray for a couple of minutes this morning. Father, we thank you so much for another Sunday. We just bless your name. We are grateful that you are the one who leads us and brings us to church Sunday by Sunday. Today, I pray that you will speak a word that will enter into our spirit and that will do something different in us. I thank you for your grace and your mercy today in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and amen. Now, I want you to just lift up your Bible. Please buy a Bible, a hard copy Bible. Yeah. All right. And we want to make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Now, today I'm starting a new series. Amen. And it is on one of the topics that we really need but we don't like. And as I look at us inching towards Easter... Easter is about four weeks away from now. Yeah, it's about four weeks away from now. And even though we tend to enjoy Christmas more because we are eating more things and receiving more things, the truth of the matter is that Easter is the most important time of the calendar for the believer. And the reason is because that was when Jesus gave up his life. Every other religion that is, the founder was born, just like how Jesus was born. But it is only his death on the cross that distinguishes him from everybody else. His death and subsequent resurrection. Are you here? Now, in order for Jesus to be who he is to us, you see, the reason why you are not paying for your sin the way you should, turn to your neighbor and say, you're looking very nice this Sunday morning, but I know you are a sinner just like me. (laughs) I mean, you are looking very holy, I tell you. (laughs) And from sometimes the, holy, the look of holiness is inversely proportional to the level of sin. Hey! Sometimes, sometimes. Are you there? Have you never seen an innocent looking girl who you think is very innocent? And she rather... Hey! She rather has a history, geography, and everything else. You know? But the reason why we can even dare to pray and expect an answer... The reason why we can even say that such as us, we are are expecting to go to heaven, is because of Jesus. There's nothing else. No one else. Are you seeing it? But in order for Jesus to do what he was going to do, there were four things he did. He had to lose something. Are you here? He had to lose something. For a while, he had to lose his position in heaven. He had to suffer something. When he came to this earth, one of the things he told them was that, look, birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Are you there? He had to suffer something. He had to sacrifice something. 
For him, it was his life. He had to die. He did a physical death. Hey, are you here? And by so doing, he gained a place in heaven that nobody else has. Are you here? Yeah. That's why the Bible says that he has been lifted up and God has exalted him. Oh, somebody behind the thing, Charlie. Joshua, some days your anointing comes. It's too nice. <laughs> it says, God, wherefore God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Are you there? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, not only in heaven, of things in heaven, of things where? In the earth, of things under the earth. But it wasn't dashed to him. Now, many of us who are living today, we are looking for things to be dashed to us. That is why sometimes when you have prayed and you think that God is not answering you, you even get an attitude. Hello? I said we even get what? Attitude. You'll be giving God attitude. How many of us have given God attitude before? Yeah. And after all the things that I've done for you, small exam that I'm going to pass. Look at how instead of this, 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 you have done. We are giving God attitude. We feel, we, we feel entitled that we have earned something. But how dare we sit down thinking about that when we haven't lost anything? We haven't suffered anything. We haven't sacrificed anything. We haven't died to anything. Then we are entitled. Hey, the church has become very quiet. I'm going to be preaching to you for the next four weeks, whether you come to church or not, about losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. <laughs> Amen. And I need to tell you that these are four requirements of your Christianity. I've stood here for weeks. I have taught you how to be born again. How your spirit changes. How your mind has to change through the power of the word. How the Holy Spirit comes to help you to live the Christian life. And if I don't tell you the other part of the story, I will not be doing you justice. It is the lack of the other part of the story that has given us churches today that have thieves inside the church. It's the not preaching this side of the gospel that has given us serial fornicators as men of God in the church. You don't know what a serial is. You don't know what a serial is. Habitual masturbators. You are in the house. Man chases. You are in the house. You want to challenge me? Look at your dress this morning. Well, I tell you, I've told you when the word is chicken, where should you look? Straight. And do what? Smile. Nobody will know that it's you. In fact, nowadays, because of the mask, nobody can even see. Amen. The church is very quiet this morning, but it doesn't matter. And so today, I'm going to start right from the beginning. Look, I have this book available at, I think it's about 15 Ghana cities or something like that. I won't get to finish everything, but it's a very crucial message that you need to be able to read on. Do your quiet element. Understand it, because everywhere you go, you hear, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. It's okay to be receiving, but you also know that, should know that there are some things you must lose. You also need to know that there's some sacrifices that you must make. And it's not just your offering, by the way. Wow. So after service, where is the book stand? It should have been put on the book stand. You can get it at the end of service. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read two scriptures so that you know I'm not preaching to you from my mind. Let's go first to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus help us and he that taketh not his cross 
and followeth after me is not worthy of me. To take up a cross, a cross is not a light thing. A cross is not an easy thing. A cross is not a pleasant thing. So Jesus is saying to us that if we want to be real Christians, there are some things we'll have to carry or do or take upon ourselves in order to be real believers. Wow. Am I speaking to somebody? Yeah. He says, if any man, so he says, anybody, you really want to follow him, some things you must lose. So if, as you are sitting here, you cannot immediately think of some things you have lost by becoming a Christian. Then I question your Christianity. I said, then I question your Christianity. And tonight, today, we're just speaking, talking about the art of losing. The art of losing. Yeah. There are some things you must lose. Your virginity is not one of them. There are some things you must lose. I just have to add that one because some of you, the way you can take the word of God and use it for your own purposes. <laughs> there are some things that you really need to lose. Mercy. <laughs> ah, I want you to push your neighbor and say, there must be a difference between you and an unbeliever. There has to be a difference. There must be a clear difference. <laughs> One of those differences comes by the things that you lose. The things that you what? Lose in order to be a proper Christian. Hey. I can feel the tension in the air already. And so today, I'm just going to give you a few examples of those things. Yeah, we had even started, when we started talking about friends, we were talking about some of these things. But today, I want to start with the music. Yeah. There's some, you see, if you have given your life to Christ there, and the music you were listening to before you gave your life to him, and the one you are listening now, they are the same. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. And, but I didn't see that in the, in the, in the commandments. You'll be answering me flippantly. <laughs> the music that you listen to influences you greatly. Yes. And it is one of the places where you need to understand that music is a very spiritual thing. Do not forget that Satan was the worship leader in heaven. Yes. He was. The Bible says that the music was even in his body. He was a very wild worshiper. And he went off. So you can be sure that that whole area, he's inside. He's inside. And music has an effect on you. You can't say it doesn't have an effect. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, you cannot say it doesn't have an effect. You cannot say that. So once again, I'm going to scripture. Let's go for a visit to 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23. The Bible tells us of a time when King Saul was being attacked by evil spirits. And the thing was very serious. So he, his people said to him that, we know somebody who can help you. Let us call that guy. Now the guy they called was somebody called David, who we all eventually know as King David. And look at what the Bible says about him. It came to pass when the evil spirit from God, because God was angry with him, that's why he left him for evil spirits to come, from was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and well, and the evil spirit departed from him. I need us to stay on this scripture for a while. Now, the question that you are probably asking is that, was the harp anointed? If the harp was anointed, then we should have been using harp music in the church. But I need to let you understand that it is not the instrument. It's the player of the instrument. David was a man who spent time in the presence of God. As he was looking after sheep, when the sheep are busy eating somewhere, he is on his harp playing and talking to God. And creating songs. As the deer panteth for 
the waters. He was in love with God and he would sing love songs to him. I wonder who you are singing love songs to. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to. Please don't sing some if your heart's desire is something else. But that was David. <laughs> he sang a lot of songs and he would just sit there. So this man, when he touched his harp, the presence came. I don't want to embarrass my instrumentalists by asking them that when they touch their instrument, which spirit exactly comes? Yeah. Instrumentalists, look straight. You don't have to and smile. Are you there? Now, this man, anointed guy, who was playing the harp, was able to cause evil spirits to go. I need you to understand, therefore, comma, that an unspiritual man on the same instrument can cause evil spirits to come. And that is why whenever we have those guys coming to play on the uh, parade grounds, the following morning, there are used condoms on the ground. It's not a story, it's real. It's real. And you shameful child of God from a proper house, you go there. You are suddenly quiet. You are a shameful Christian. Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Huh. Hey. What's the young man going out on a phone doing when the word of God is being preached? Oh, yeah, you're also watching. I don't know what ashes are doing here. Amen. So, my question to you is what kind of music is playing in your house? In your room, what music is there? What music is there? You say, oh, it's not anything. I just like, it's just ordinary. It is not ordinary music. What about the music that gives you erections? What about the music that makes you go looking for girls? What about that? What about the music that puts you in a certain kind of mood? Can you not see that? Definitely it's a something, it's not nothing. Push your neighbor. Don't say, don't tell your neighbor God is talking to you. Tell your neighbor God is talking to me. If you don't lose that music, I said, if you don't lose it, you see, this generation, I don't even understand you because every type of music that you like, the Christian type is there. Some of us, when we became Christians, the only Christian music around, it would be compounded of four keys. C, key, C, key, G, key, just four, four chords, just four. Every song was made up of four chords. So if you liked any other more complex music, you won't get it. But now you don't have that problem. There are even Christians playing jazz. The reason why some of us used to listen to Sadaw and Tanabe was because we didn't get jazz in any other form. But this generation, you have no excuse. You have none. Christian rapper is crying. Christian reggae, day. Any type of music. So I don't know exactly why you are listening to that particular singer, knowing that as he comes, he comes with an evil spirit. Yeah. Some of you who are in your room every day, you are moody. It's evil spirits moving around. Oh. I'll not lie to you. Evil spirits moving around, whispering in your ear, nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. If even they say go and eat worms, we'll take it like that. But then they'll now direct you to drink 22 tablets. Ah, was it not just a week ago? Somebody from another church, they were calling my people, they had to send them. And I asked Lady Reverend, where are her people? Meanwhile, it's alive, so we have to go. Are you there? The music is important. I said, the music is important. You've got to lose that unbeliever music. I'm talking to somebody now. You've got it, you've got it by the gig. And if you are listening to me today, delete it. Delete it. Don't just delete it. Enter the recycle and burn it cancel because if you don't lose it there's also some this thing yeah that you cannot go they went to see the prophet Elijah and they needed a miracle 
They needed him to hear God. And he said, bring me a minstrel. Bring me a minstrel. Because that singing gives you a direct connection. In the same way. I said, in the same way. <laughs> Satan too has his own. He gives you a direct connection. Over there. Push your neighbor. You see, you are very quiet because you are thinking of what you are going to lose. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23. All things are lawful for me. In other words, you can do what you like. But all things are not expedient. Expedient means it's not wise. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. To edify is to build up. To edify is to strengthen. Some of the music you are listening to is weakening you. The way you are sitting down very stiffly, I will not even mind you. It's okay. Mm. Yeah. Confess to your neighbor, I'm going to delete this. Yeah. I'm getting rid of that. You got to lose that music. You got to lose it. Yeah, you got to lose it. Some people lost their life. You are only losing your music. Yes. Yes. Some people lost proper things, not just music. Because this one, you can replace it with a Christian version. You have not seen that we have Christian rappers. Amen. Number two. lose the places that you usually visit. You need to lose some of the places you usually visit. Hey! Some of you soccer bet. You have been betting. Hey! It's not helping you. Lose it. Lose what? Already the amount of money that you have lost, it should have brought Nyansa your way by now. The amount you have lost. How wealthy you would have been. As I'm speaking, somebody cried, you are trying to pay the debt you owe. I hope they catch you and beat you up so that you will be afraid small. They shouldn't kill you. They should just beat you. I'll send them to bring you light soup in the hospital. But lose it. Some of the places you would usually go to. The places, the places you'd usually go to. Yeah, young ladies, every day. You know, window shopping is a pastime some people have. And you go walking around and you're window shopping. It's not a problem. It's not a problem until it is something that begins to make you get into debt, begins to make you live above your means. So if you know that that's how you are, don't go. Don't go. As a Christian, the Bible says you shouldn't owe. But you see that as you go, what is happening is that there are some sins connected to the eye. In fact, many sins are connected to the eye. Covetousness is from the eyes. What you see. You have never bought anything that you have not seen before. Everything you bought because you saw it. You were okay with your earphones. You were perfectly okay. They were playing nicely for you. You had no problem until you saw airplugs. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor, are you saying that we shouldn't? But I'm not saying. I'm just showing you something that you were okay till you saw something else. You were perfectly okay with your Windows based. Laptop. Until you saw a MacBook. You're perfectly okay. You were totally okay. With your iPhone 7, it was working. There was no problem. Until you saw. Where are they now? 12 or 13? 13 or what? Okay. Hey! You were perfectly okay with the shoes that you were wearing. Until you went on Instagram. And then you saw it. Four inch heels. 
three-inch heels. Just call this WhatsApp number. They'll deliver to you and you'll be, you were okay. It's when you saw. It's when you saw. It's when you saw. Are you in the house? Yeah. So you just need to understand it and understand that because of that. You see, when you watch the way I work, I work you will think I'm a choleric, but I'm not. I'm only 50%. The other 50% is highly sanguine. Sanguineous people, we are just happy in life. We have no plans. We have even less self-control. So if you are sanguine like me, let me give you some advice. You can meet my ladies and ask them, when does mommy go shopping? The answer is never. That's the answer, never. Why? Because we are the, we are the most careless spenders of money. Hey! That you are going window shopping. Everybody will go window shopping and they are happy window. We alone will spend everything that we have. Everything. We'll spend everything we have plus what we don't have and what is to come. Yeah. So I don't go. I do not go at all. I don't go at all. I don't go at all. It's a preservation for me. Yeah. It's a preservation for me. Mm. I'm talking to some people. The places, you should have stopped carving by now. You should have stopped. Mm. The way the people are quiet, it's very, it's very serious. Yeah. The places where your coppers hang out, you should have stopped by now. There are places where men and women who are going nowhere fast, where they hang out. You should have quit hanging out there by now. Hey. <laughs> you know, one day we were passing through a place where my husband lived when he was a teenager. And as we passed through, he made a state, a, an exclamation. We passed on it, you know. And I asked him, what's that? And he said, Charlie, the guys, the area guys with whom they used to sit on the wall, they're still there. And we are in our 60s. They were still there. Some of them, when you see their faces, it's a map of drink. B-R-I-N-K, if you look at the name. Yeah. By now, some places you shouldn't be found there. You should not be found there. Am I talking to some people? You got to lose it. And sometimes these are places your family is going to. And you need to say that it's not going to work. Hey, you are very quiet now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not only friends, family members too. If I don't go, they'll insult you. It's okay. They should insult you. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It is rather a problem when God is not happy with you. You've gone where you shouldn't go. I don't know about you, but me, I used to jump with my cousin. So, Charlie, we used to help ourselves. He would help me to get out of my house. (laughs) You are quiet. (laughs) Are you there? What else should you lose? That's what this one we preached about it last week. Have you started losing some friends? Some friends should not be able to find you anymore. Yeah. Some friends should not be able to find you anymore. Because if they find you trouble, Abba, the friends you gossip with, the friends you discuss the latest boys with. Hmm. Wow. Next one. Lose your job. Lose your job. <laughs> and when we came to church today, they said we shouldn't work. Oh, Holy Spirit, slap that silly one for me. I never said so. Working is a very important part of our lives, and even the Bible says that he who does not work shall not eat. But there are some jobs as a believer that you should not take. And you see, some of you, you are like, oh, we are students. Don't be silly. There are students who are ending school. They'll be working very soon. And there are some of you who are working even as you are students. So it is a relevant point. Are you here? And some jobs, you cannot do them as a Christian. Even though you will not find it written in the scriptures, thou shalt not sell alcohol. There's no such scripture in the Bible. Please inform me, pastors. Am I mistaken? Yeah, there's no such scripture. But if you are wise, 
you will not pick a job like that. Oh, but Pastor, me, the drink, it doesn't tempt me. The drink may not tempt you, but it's a type, the type of person who comes there may. And it's likely to. Even how you have to dress to be there tells you something. I'm reading a story from this book. your neighbor and say, neighbor, they are talking to you. Because some of you are wishing that what I'm saying, I wouldn't be saying it. I'm reading a story that our prophet and father has written in this book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. (laughs) And he says, there are times when you have to give up certain jobs in order to serve the Lord. I remember a brother who I led to the Lord I saw him saying the sinner's prayer. A few days later, I prayed for him to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. I personally laid hands on him and watched him receive the Holy Ghost baptism and saw him speak in tongues. I counseled him also about his lifestyle. I told him, you have to change your lifestyle. You have to say no to the old things, the old people and the old places of your life. One day I noticed that this brother had stopped coming to church regularly. So I asked him, what is happening? He told me, I found a new job at this and this hotel. And he continued, we work in the night and at weekends. I probed further, what exactly do you do at this hotel? He mumbled some feeble answer. And I could immediately tell it was not a decent job. Night after night, he worked among smoking, drinking, rollicking men and women of sin. As they danced their lives away to hell. This was no atmosphere for good Christianity. It was only a matter of time before my friend completely backslid. The next time I saw him, he was deep in the world and high on drugs. If you are not prepared to lose certain jobs, you will never gain the treasures of Christ. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Amen. The church is very quiet again. Because you're going to go out to the job market soon and you're going to say that, oh, I have to do it to survive. Which survivor is more important to you? The spiritual one or the physical one? Yeah, it's a question. It's not every job. It's not every job that we take. It's not every job. Please, when I'm preaching here, it is an offense to me that you go out on your phone. It's offensive. Yeah. How important are you? Just put the phone off and put it down. Just 50 minutes to, you cannot. So when I embarrass you, it's quite deliberate. And I'll do it again. All right. Next one. You need to lose some business. You need to lose some businesses. Yeah. The business you are doing to take care of yourself in school is called 419. You are a fraudster and that's how you make your money. Please, it does not go along with Christianity. Deception and Christianity are totally opposite from each other. Everybody who is a fraudster is a serial liar. Because is it not true? They have to take on different personalities and then you are wrapping the people so that they'll give you money. Uh, And you are keeping it. You say that that's your business. It is not business. It's not the business for a Christian. And you need to lose it. And if I lose it, how will I look after myself? Begin to believe the God that you say that you follow. Take us to Matthew chapter 6. I'm speaking to some unbelievers in this room. Yeah. Ah. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature by all your worrying? Are you able to add one millimeter to your height? And why take ye thought for raiment? That's your clothing. 
consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. That is the scripture. Begin to believe God. Take us to Mark 11 from verse 23. Because you are such a faithless generation. It's time to build faith. If I start preaching faith, I will not enter the year is over. Yeah. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that mountain is any problem, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Can you see where your problem is? It's what? The doubt. Yeah. Shall not doubt in his heart and shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them. Push your neighbor and say they are talking to you. So rather than going to have this illegal business, begin to find out how God cares for others. That is the reason for the testimonies that we ask people to come and say, yeah, they come and share that I believe this and it did that to me. And the hope is that it will also spark your faith a little so that you too you see that it is possible. Instead, you'll be sitting down there thinking that you are very wise and say, how, how is it possible? He just, he just brought a booster. Hey, how is it possible? If you knew how it was possible, you'd be God. God didn't ask us to be God. That's his part. Your part is to do what he says you should do. You don't pay tithe because you don't have faith. It's as simple as that. You are a total unbeliever. If you believed that God could take care of you, if you believed that he could do anything about your finances, tithe is the easier thing to pay. It's the easiest cry because it's the substance he uses. If you had any faith, you would not be coming and giving God one Ghana city every Sunday. One Ghana city. Which farmer do you see going to the farm? When he gets there, he puts one seed in the ground. He has faith that the thing will grow, so he does his best. The best seed is put aside. I worked for many years in the communities. They can be hungry. They will not eat their seed. Yeah, because they had said, if I can keep the seed and put it down in the ground again, I will reap the harvest. You are there. You want to spend all the money that you have and then you'll be there accusing God. Uh, yo, Joshua says I should read this one to you. It's also a very nice scripture. First Corinthians 2.14. He says the natural man, the natural man, that's the thinking you are thinking. And he says he receiveth not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him. When you take your mind and you try to pit your mind against God, you can't even understand it. How did Festus coin, which by the way he borrowed, if I, he didn't borrow, he asked for it. Yeah, when, I always I tell you, don't be without the coin. I say, ask somebody. Some of you are so proud. If I ask you to go and ask for 10 cities, it will be a case. But that's why coin there. Yeah. And he asked, oh, so how did that coin become something? How did that, that's the scripture for you. Natural man, you cannot receive of the spirit of God. Say, because it's foolishness to you. You can't know it because it is spiritually designed. And that's why you end up with a business that is lethal. No, it is true. Christian doctors, they are doing abortion. Anybody who is engaging in abortion, I don't care what the laws of your land say. It may be legal, it may be anything, but that blood you are shedding, God has read it, I tell you. I tell you, God has read it. And you should see that the devil is behind it. Because there are so many methods of contraception. How come you will not use the contraception? Rather, you are about, it doesn't make sense to me. And they have made sure the contraception is cheap too. And free in many places. I don't even understand. <laughs> are you in the church? As you have come and you are doing the subject you are doing, you better use your Christianity to look for a job. Yeah. 
Look for it. You have gone to take a job that does not allow you to go to church. What have you done? What is the use of such a job? You've gone to take a job. It doesn't allow you any gap at all. Even a normal job you struggle. How much more a job that is built and constructed in such a way? And that one, they don't tell you that it's wasting your time. It's coming to church and working for God that they tell you it's wasting your time. Do they tell anybody who spends the whole week jamming that they are wasting their time? They don't say anything. It's rather you who's coming to church and foolish child of God, you are believing it. And the reason is that even though you are born again, you are so natural. You don't believe anything. You don't have any spirit. So now, because of three hours that you spend in church, what three hours? In Russia, they don't get here for three hours. Eight o'clock, eight thirty, nine, one and a half, two hours. Is the one and a half, two out to two hours? That's what you are saying is the reason why you are not doing well in school. Why bottom cry? Oh, but but I also come on Tuesday. It's not true. You don't come on Tuesday. Those of us who come on Tuesday, we fill only this portion of the church. The rest of you are not inside. It's only on Sunday we bring plenty chairs like this. So you are telling lies. The work that we ask you to do, Grandpa, how much do you do? Oh. oh, because you won't get up and pick up your faith and say, I have decided to believe. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. I've never felt like I have faith before. I've decided that I have faith. Charlie, about 10. Let me try and finish. You got to lose your films. Tell your neighbor they are dialing my number. You got to lose your love of films. As I am saying that we can't watch. I'm not saying you can't watch films. I'm simply saying that you got to lose your love of films. Because you are, you see, you watch the series. See, you have never accused the series of wasting your time before. Exam time. Can you say, oh, I have to relax. Let me watch the film. Meanwhile, when you watch it, you enter into another life and another lifestyle. Hey. Oh, but pastor, it was a Christian film. Don't give me that. Don't, just don't give me that. Just don't give me that. It's taking a lot of time. Hey, Pastor, by you saying that we cannot have any time of, of course you can. The problem is that it's not that you are having a time of enjoyment, it is that enjoyment is having you. Uh-huh. Have you not noticed how when you like the person who is acting the film, you now go and look for the person's films? Have you not seen that when you start one day, you want two day, you want three? Exam time cry, you are watching Sam. For really, guys. Yeah. If we are going to follow this, our God, we are going to lose some things. And there are two ways of losing. You can just let it go, or it can be taken away from you. Mm. I say you can what? You can let it go, or it can be taken away from you. But as for losing, you must lose something. The more you lose, the more you gain. The lower you go, the higher you rise. Yeah, the choice is up to you. It's what? It's up to you. What are you going to lose for your Christianity? That roommate you have been following, maybe you need to lose their friendship. Hey, some people, it's your hairstyle you had to lose. <laughs> oh, I think you should give it a shout, Charlie. <laughs> of you love short dresses you got to lose it mm. yeah those dresses that are just underneath your panties when you bend we can see everything please you got to lose it you got to lose it it's not the clothing of a of a child of god hey the church has become quiet those clothings that you are wearing as if we have had to pour you inside yeah there are some jeans we had to melt you and pour you inside 
when you have to remove it, you lie down on the bed and they have to come and pull it off you. Sausage trousers. It's time to lose it. <laughs> I said it's what? It's time to lose it. It's time. You see, you are wearing those things. You do not realize that you are attracting demons to you. No, it's true. You really attract demons. And as you attract, it makes you fight battles you don't need to fight. And in fact, even the type of man who's attracted to that is not proper. You just use you, I mean. Just use you and misuse you and put you aside. Hey, losing. Today, all of us have to lose something. Some of us, you need to lose some of your sleep in order to pray. Mm. And Roger, it's not only you. This morning when I woke up and my, my clock said 2.30, I felt like throwing the phone across the room. You have to lose some sleep. Yeah. So you've got to lose some sleep. Yeah. Sometimes you have to lose some money. You're a shepherd. You have to spend some money on somebody else. The person is even insulting you and making faces at you. They're not even nice to you. Last week I had to console one of my, my shepherds. She was crying. Somebody she has helped that the person insulted her at the door. Yeah. God saw, I tell you, God saw all. Don't worry. God saw all. Yeah. Whatsoever a man sowed, that shall he also reap. You reap it, it's not a problem. Yeah. Are you ready to lose something? Yeah. Will you stop complaining when you have to lose something? Yeah. Those of us who work for the Lord, stop complaining about it. It's actually some of what you stand on to be blessed. Do you understand? I have three sons who are men of God. Yeah. They have not brought me problems ever before. And all of them are married to proper ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? To me, it's one of the blessings God caused to follow us because of the things we lost. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? You are holding yours to yourself, but you better lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Their parents, you don't want to let go of that child. Eh? You will lose the child. Not death, oh. There are some children, if they die, Christ better. What they are doing, huh? mm. There are some women, you are fighting, fighting, fighting to hold that guy. You better let go. Ah, because, look, he, I'm ending. There was a lady. There was a lady in church whose husband wanted to serve God. And the woman did not agree. So, any contact with church and something should be so wild and whatever. So, eventually, I mean, after all, church is not by force, so they backed off. Because she wanted to have her husband to herself. When she got her husband to herself, the man stopped going to church. The guy began to drink. The guy began to go into women. Ask me where she came running to look for help. The same church that she was angry with. Some things, eh? Let go. Yeah, I said, let go. Let go. I gave my children up to the Lord long ago. Long ago. Are you there? Long ago. You can't control it anyway. Anyway, most of you, they are trying to control your life. Look at what you are doing. Whoosh. Whoosh. Let it go. Let it go. For the Lord's sake, not for anything. There are things we're going to lose. Are you there? But if we lose it for the Lord, you're losing some time as a worker for God in the house. Believe me, he doesn't owe. He'll repay you. So stop complaining about it. When you complain, you just negate the whole thing. Hey. And my lecturer says I'm wasting time. How is that lecture? He is live. No, how is it? <laughs> the church is very quiet. Stand to your feet. Time is too fast spent this morning. But you want to talk to the Lord this morning. We are ending in exactly 10 minutes. So just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Now I'm talking to some people. You've been in church for many years. But you have not lost your life to Jesus. You've never come to stand to pray and say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Today is another opportunity for you to do so. And to do it properly. And so I just want you to shut your eyes. Begin to pray everyone. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. You are here this morning. You know that your life with God is not correct. But you want to correct it. You want to give your life to Jesus. He said, whosoever will save his life will lose it. You are trying to 
to protect. You say, I don't want to, I don't want to be in church. I don't want to be going to church much. But he's telling you that you'll keep it. And when you keep it, you'd rather lose it. But when you lose it because of him, he says, for his sake, he will find it. You are here this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand. That's where they are losing begins. Lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together this morning. And you're going to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And begin another life with him. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just step out and come and join me here. Let us pray together. Just step out of where you are standing. Let the pastors and the ushers help you. Just come to me. Just come. Just come to me. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Every moment I'm away. help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for these gentlemen. I pray that you will show them what they must lose to help them to stand strong in you. What they must lose to be known by your name. And Lord, when they do, replenish it. Give them a better life than they ever dreamt of or could create for themselves. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.